We're fed this lie that being a mom means we have a messy car and even messier life. It's mom life, right? From sleepless nights to showing up late for everything, the expectation is simply that we're overwhelmed and drowning. But what if I'm here to tell you that it doesn't have to be that way and it doesn't need to be your normal? I know when we hear the words Proverbs 31 woman, we bristle because it's another list of unattainable attributes that we'll never be able to measure up to. My name is Amanda Hogue and I'm here to tell you that it's literally already what God has deposited in us as women and moms. Satan would love to have us overwhelmed, defeated, and isolated, but God is calling us to so much more in our capacity and his vision for us is outlined in this chapter. Thank you for joining me for my third episode. I hope you enjoyed listening to my first several episodes, which was on establishing spiritual disciplines and establishing rhythms in your home. Everything we do as moms and really as Christians builds upon the time we spend with God and living a life of order. So those previous episodes are foundational for what we chat about today. Today I'm sitting down with a warm cup of coffee to discuss managing the stuff in your home. I found that when things are chaos in my home, my spiritual walk suffers because I am distracted. I'm on edge and irritable and I'm spending my margin time cleaning the house and managing the clutter. This is a far cry from the peace that I'm looking to fill my home with. Plus, how am I then supposed to add a part-time job, start to homeschool my children, start the passion project I feel like God is asking me to do when my house is a wreck and I feel like chaos? That's why in these first episodes, they're practical, where I get down to a granular level to talk through managing our homes in a way that creates peace and inspires creativity so that we can start managing more and step into the ministry and calling that God is calling us to. When I close my eyes, I imagine my home clean, airy, white space, minimal wall decor, and the smell is fresh and bright. Everything is intentional. I want to feel like my burdens are being lifted when I walk into my home, and I want my husband or guests walking in to feel the same way. I want a calm atmosphere and a peaceful space. I want it to feel like everything I own has its own dedicated space. I believe if it's worth having, it's worth organizing. It's worth taking care of. It's worth having its own place. I don't want to spend my time looking for my keys, my sunglasses, or my shoes on the way out the door in the morning. I don't have time for that, and I don't think you do either. I want the things that I use on a daily basis to be on my countertops or easily accessible. The things that aren't used are stored away. I love taking a room that's supposed to be a working room, like my laundry room, kitchen, or master bath, into something super functional and organized. I take the time to become hyper aware of the habits that I have in that room and the habits of my family. And then, how can I include functional pieces that will help this space be more organized? If I just grab something cute from Target, but we don't actually use, it's a waste of money, and that's the last thing I want. When I'm ready to tackle a room, I usually get lost on Pinterest looking at organization and figuring out how to make a space more functional. I let myself dream. 
And for example, once I've dedicated an entire board with like 35 pins to organize the laundry room, I then create a budget to implement the plan. It's a slow process, but now that I've implemented the plan, when I walk through the garage, I can hang all of our bags, backpacks, jackets, etc., on hooks in the laundry room on the way into the house. I know where everything is the next time I leave the house and it's not sitting on my countertop. My two-year-old can't reach my keys and walk off with them because everything has its place, it's functional and organized. It's important to me that I'm managing the stuff in our home because when it gets out of control, I'm spending my days picking up stuff and trying to keep a clean house. I love what Ali Kazaza from the podcast, The Purpose Show, says, clutter is just an unmade decision and I tend to just move that clutter from room to room. She also notes that the way we spend our days is the way we're spending our life and I'm not interested in spending my life picking up my house and dealing with the burden of things. She was honestly so helpful in my journey of decluttering my life and then eventually organizing it because I was living in a state of overwhelm when I first became a mom. I realized that I had purchased or had been given all of these things to serve my life when in fact they were becoming a burden. I can't recommend her content enough if you're looking for help in this area. And I don't have it all figured out. It is still a work in progress. And I'm noting a shift in how I manage everything as the seasons shift for my family. So instead of just moving clutter around from room to room, one of the habit stacks I'm working on, for example, when I'm cleaning the kitchen is to ask, is this paper worth keeping? Do I need to find a place for it? Does it need to be filed because it's legal or tax document? Is it a bill that needs to be paid? Or is it sentimental and needs to be put in a binder? If it's my kid's artwork and it's not sentimental enough to hang in his dedicated spot in the playroom or on the fridge, it's put in her artwork binder. If it's not one of those pieces, it goes into recycling. I also have a spot in my office that's for mail like bills and I do like to see the like the physical bills that come in especially the ones that change monthly like water and electrics I can kind of keep on top of that and I uh, deal with those weekly. When I move to my closet and it has everything I own and I'm just looking for a simple t-shirt when it's warm and I'm looking through all the sweaters, it takes time from getting ready quickly in the morning. I started this when we had the smallest little closet you could imagine. I would only have seasonal clothes in my closet. We were in the smallest little cute house and I had no space. I literally put my summer or my winter clothes in a suitcase and shoved it under the bed. Now that I have a much larger closet, I could keep all my clothes out, but when I close my eyes and imagine a space that brings me peace, I realize that I still only want the clothes that are in season available to me on a daily basis. To be honest, this is something I'm dealing with right now. Before I stepped down from my job, I worked in corporate America and my favorite part of my job was my girlfriends and getting ready for work in the morning. I love blazers and dresses and blouses and all the fun work clothes. It was such a shift for me when I came home and wore leggings or jeans every day. And here we are, almost five years later from leaving that job, those blazers are still in my closet. Purging our stuff is deep work. And I'm realizing that a part of me was always wondering if I'd return 
back to a full-time work life and I'd need to reach back into my closet and bring them out. I also purchased some of these things when we literally had no money and they were just such a blessing. They were a gift or a really great find at a garage sale. Maybe I wore it for an occasion and someone really important complimented me when I was wearing it, but for whatever reason, I can't let them go and they're still hanging in my closet. Through this process, I'm uncovering fear. I'll need to go back to work and we won't have enough money for me to buy a blazer. (laughs) I'm literally giggling as I say this because it sounds so ridiculous, but I'm telling you, fear can be absolutely ridiculous. When the staple wardrobe came out, I jumped on board, but Uh, when, but the truth is I love having options and being creative with how I dress. It's a way to express myself and how I'm feeling that day. I'm also in the process of discovering my personal style and realize that being a work from home mama is a lot more casual and I need to let go of that business casual style that I absolutely love. When I leave this house, I want to come back to a clean, uncluttered space. I want my mornings to be quick, straightening up of the things I use every day, not shifting around decor, things, paper, or just the things that are in the way because I don't know where to put them. Trying to manage the clutter really started for me when I became a mom. Because our children were adopted and both came unexpectedly, the gifts and the hand-me-downs from our community was overwhelming. But storing it is challenging and I've gotten pretty ruthless when paring it down to what I think my kids are actually going to wear and only keeping one or two sizes up from what they're wearing. When my kids grow out of things, I tuck it into a donation bag and pass it along so whatever is in their dresser is what fits them and is appropriate for the season. When the donation bag gets filled up, I toss it in the car and drop it off when I'm running errands. I don't have five bags in my garage, it's just one. Spring and fall tend to be when I'm doing a little bit more purging and I'm realizing that it's kind of a seasonal thing. I don't know what our family story looks like and if we'll be welcoming additional children into our home, so it's honestly been a little tricky to know whether to get rid of the baby things. I certainly don't want to store them. So the things like bassinets, swings, and the other more expensive, like bulky baby gear, I've like literally loaned out to friends, so I'm not storing it in my attic or garage. So it's blessing our friends and our family as it tours around the community, and it'll make its way back to me if I need it. By doing this, I am choosing to believe that God will provide what we need when we need it, so I'm not concerned about the shape it's in if we ever or when we ever get it back. When I start to feel a little certain way about my stuff, it starts to reveal my attachment to it and I know it's time to surrender it again. All of this stuff has always been his and I'm only a steward of the things he's given me. I also take this approach with the kids' toys. There is so much benefit for kids to be raised with less stuff as they are generally more grateful, they take better care of their things, and they play for longer periods of time, and their IQs are generally higher. A lot of the toys, rideables, and tricycles are secondhand, and we pass them along when I'm not done with it. Because of this, I don't I'm not worried about them breaking something or it being chewed up by our darling little puppy. And if it's been roughed up by another kid and survived, I know it's good quality. Secondly, I don't want to be emotionally attached to the thing when my kids aren't clear, 
like clearly not interested in it and hold on to it because we paid so much for it. I also set boundaries by the space they have, such as when this toy chest is full, it's time to make some decisions about what needs to go or stay, or the books you have aren't fitting on the shelves, so we need to leave some at the little free library in our community park for other friends who want to read them. I am also pretty clear with family uh, when birthdays and Christmas comes around about what my kids want or honestly what I want for my kids. And it's on their gift list on either Amazon or Target. These are the things that are useful, like a new lunchbox or clothes or toys that pair well with what they already have. Like example, trains that run on the tracks we own. And my daughter also loves Barbies. I know what they cry for when we're walking through Target. And my mother-in-law gets to be the hero when she gifts it to my daughter for Christmas. And it's benefiting both of us. Another realization I had when we were moving last year is that I'd grown out of a few hobbies. I used to have an Etsy shop that kept me so busy. I sold these wood blocks with Winnie the Pooh sayings on them for nurseries, and they were adorable. But it involved using a cricket, cutting and sanding wood, painting, and not to mention all the supplies that I needed for shipping. It made a huge mess and took up a lot of space in our garage, and I usually finished it up finished up my work on the kitchen table, but I love crafting and getting a kind review once a customer receives their order literally made my day. After three years, sending hundreds of orders out and bringing home our second baby, I took a vacation from my shop, but I just couldn't release the idea of being that crafty mama. So all of the stuff All of the sanding, all of the mess stuck around in our garage until we moved a year and a half later. It was honestly so freeing to realize that I'm no longer the girl with the Etsy shop and I'm not coming back. I wish I would have realized that a lot sooner instead of wasting that space in such a small home with this idea of who I wasn't anymore. Now when I'm feeling crafty, I can just head to painting with a twist and leave them with the mess. I think the biggest reason we don't deal with the stuff in our home is fear that we won't be able to replace it or we'll need it one day. But if there's anything I've learned over the last five years with bringing two kids home through adoption and the enormous unexpected expenses that came with it is that God will always supply literally everything you need and his timing is perfect. And in the meantime, I want my things to be serving people because that's their purpose. Their purpose isn't to be stored in my garage or be a burden in my home. As we wrap up, I want to challenge you to close your eyes and imagine your dream space. Go beyond dreaming about expensive furniture or decor. How does your home feel? How does your kitchen look? What feeling do you get when you walk in the door? It's hard work. I'm not saying any part of this is easy. It's not only time consuming, but it's an emotional work. So don't give yourself a time limit like I'm going to declutter my whole home in three months, but embrace it as a lifestyle. One room at a time, 
one drawer at a time. If you feel like you live in a tornado and you need more resources, find Ali Kazaza on the podcast, The Purpose Show, and start implementing her plans. They were life-changing to me, and I think you'll love them as well. One of the words I felt like the Lord gave me for this year was laser focus and to remove all distractions. And I know that includes creating a space that's clean for me and my family, and that's all part of it. I want to steward the space that he's given me really well. Well, that's a wrap. Thanks for joining me today as I discussed another tenant living out motherhood with intention, inspired by the Proverbs 31 woman. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you did, I'd be so honored if you'd share with a friend.